No, no shade to fast fashion. Shout out to y'all. Y'all do your thing. Make your money. That's right. cool. But I'd rather make a piece that lives forever. Yeah. Because right? I feel like when I'm dead and gone, not only will my kids and my family will have something that they could eat off of, but like the people who look up to me could have something that they could get inspired off of when they need inspo. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So like what Tupac did, like he, nobody knew he had that many songs already like pre-recorded. He left and he left us a legacy that we could look back on and be like, all right, great. Now we got something where a guy like me could look at and be like, I, I need inspo today. Boom, let me throw in that Tupac. Bow, I'm up. Let's get it. Welcome back to another installment of The Buyer's Club. My name is Cliff Rodriguez, and that's the voice of Dom, the creative director, founder, and visionary of Merce, a menswear brand that started off in New York. I've known Dom for many years. We started off on the sales floor in retail. I've seen his brand from the very beginning to now having a cult following. Dom's biggest asset is the belief he has in himself. In this conversation, we cover how he started Merce, go into his creative process while building a collection, and also on what keeps him grounded. This episode has many raw moments, and Dom is very transparent about his humble beginnings. This was a great conversation with an old friend. If you enjoy this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, leave a review on future careers you would like to know more about. As always, at the Buyers Club, we are here to buy into your dreams. We're drinking a little tequila, Casamigos, and pineapple juice, right? Right, right, right. All right, so we're getting started. Uh, Dom. What's going on? The creative director, owner, visionary of Merce, <laughs> bona fide stylist, just uh-huh. someone that's extremely, extremely creative and talented and, and just is a ball of, of joy for me to be with. Bless. King. Welcome to the Buyers Club. Bless, bless. How's everything going? You came from L.A. Yes, sir. How, uh, how was your trip? How was uh, everything in general? It was like, a what have you been up to? I mean, it was a vibe, bro, you know? Uh, I've been doing a lot of back and forth for, like, almost a year now, back and forth from New York to L.A. Back and forth? Yeah, okay. just every two weeks. I, like, you know, I have, you know, I live by coastal out here in New York and L.A., so it's just been back and forth. Um, and then I decided to come out here and just knock it out for the whole summer in New York. I got <laughs> The whole summer is going to be a hot... I guess you can't say it's a hot boy summer anymore, right? That <laughs> nah, shit's nah. like totally burnt out. Burnt out. Right? <laughs> and then they were trying to do white yeah. boy summer. <laughs> that and, and, and that's also never. Let's just call it a, a lit summer. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> He's like, don't coin it. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a white boy summer, nah, or anything like that. None of that. But uh, we got to give the audience some sort of. I'm gonna introduce you, and and you know we'll get into conversation real quick, right. but. I really want the audience listening to know exactly how we met. We met at Barney's New York. We were both sales associates, and it was, what, like six, seven years ago, I would say, eight sure, years ago? Bro, it was a while. Yeah, man, and, and the one thing I always knew about you yeah. is that you were always an individual that you just had such swag, uh, and, you, and your style was always on point, and you were always that. on the trends, and you appreciate were always that. doing things that, I saw maybe three to four to five months mm. later, you know? Bless, bro. And uh, I kind of want to ask you, how, where did you pick up some of your inspiration? Where was some of your, like, style inspo from in general? Right. Like, if you could say a celeb or anyone in general. You know? Well, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm going to say, I, for, for me specifically, I'm just blessed to grow up in Harlem, you know what I'm saying? That's where mm. everything was from. And uh, I got a Jamaican background. My family's Jamaican also. So, like, just growing up and seeing, like, you know, Bob Marley, Beanie Man, or Bone to Killer, that's in Jamaica. And then coming to Harlem, New York, and yeah. then just, like, watching, like, the drug dealers out there, how they were just swagging and knowing about, like, Dapper Dan and knowing his history. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And seeing how, like, life came full circle for him. And look at him now with Gucci. You know, just, like, watching. It's watch- crazy, right? It's wild. But, like... You know, even the early 2000s were like Cameron, Dipset, yeah. you know, things of that nature. That was like what helped like create this like person that I am today as far as like fashion and like the style, you know? That, that's an amazing, amazing synopsis of it all. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because 
you know, sometimes growing up in Harlem, I grew up in the Bronx, you lived in the Bronx for a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think that sometimes there's a, there's like this bad connotation to sure. like, you know, growing up in the hood or, yeah. or being part of that culture in a sense. For sure. And I love that it was, it was the thing that was able to like, kind of bring you into like who you are for sure. and and you're like and you've like turned it and harnessed it yeah into something like incredible you know well like i mean you know you just gotta like you could you could look at your environment as like something that brings you down or brings you up right especially yeah make yourself out of it you got what i'm saying so like me growing up in harlem like obviously you saw the bad but i just saw the good out of it like i just yeah. made the best of my you know situation and like you know, I always watched a lot of movies. I'm very like into a lot of movies, like heavy, you know. So like like uh, top three movies right now. Top you, three you movies gotta, right yeah. now, right now. You gotta tell me. Like of this current state. Yeah. I mean, I just saw the Batman. That's that's fine. <laughs> but but growing up, growing like, up, you have like a movie that you were like, yo, I, I I watch it every weekend. Oh yeah. Like, like there was a ton for me, and I could get into some if you want me to nah, first. Was, was, all right, yeah, go. For, let me hear what you got. Like I liked I liked Friday After Next, but then I liked things <laughs> like it's a classic, yeah. But then I liked really weird shit too, like Parent Trap. You oh, know? I was sure, yeah, I yeah. was a thirteen year yeah, old just yeah, trying to. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure if I was thirteen when Parent Trap came out. <laughs> I'm not sure. I might have been younger, but I liked all those like quirky, you know, like suburb movies. For sure. For Don't sure. know why. Well, I mean, when I moved here from Jamaica, like that's what I how I learned like the American accent. Like, you what? Know what I mean? Like, yeah, like watching those type of movies. I that's how I picked it up. But uh, that's amazing. But what got me like was like my type of movies. Really, it's like you know, Don't Be a Menace. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. uh, Boys in the Hood. Classic. Like, you know what I mean? Like those type of movies. Really, and then I even like Tales from the Crypt. Like those type of movies. Like my yeah. little horror side. Those movies was fire. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, absolutely. So. We met at Barney's New York, right? Yes, sir. And you quickly showed me, and the reason that I wanted to have you on is that you quickly showed me how to sort of move when it comes to networking. Boom. And you were one of those people for me. And, you know, I kind of explained a little bit of this, you know, in the back of the scenes when before we started recording, but yeah. I... I wanted to have certain people on mm -hmm. that were gonna that added a, a certain element to my life sure. during that time. So, and you were one of those people for me because you were that person that you knew how to network, you knew how to follow up, you knew how to like take these high profile you know clients and become friends with them. Boom. And and and, and and what was your tricks to to being able to do that because. I'll give an example, but like you were, you were uh, clienteling with uh, Jay Balvin, and yeah. then all of a sudden he he got in some merch. Yeah. Later on, and, jet. And, and not everyone could do that. Right. And what is your process like? Are you do you just go at it with a genuine relationship strategy? Or? Well, it's because like one. Growing up, I used to always be, I was a shopper. Like, I am always was big into fashion. So I used to always go into retail stores and everything. And I would see how the re, like the sales associates would kind of be too aggressive. Yeah. And you could just tell when it's, like, authentic, when they really care to see what you're in. Yeah. Or they're trying to make a sale. Yeah. I kind of, like, over time as a shopper figured that out. And I was just like, ah, it's not real. So, like, I'll go home with a piece and it would be something. I just want to return the next time. I was like, I ain't feeling it. Right, right. Because it was, like, pushed upon you. It was pushed you. upon me and everything. So, for how I, when I got a chance to be a sales associate, I just said, you know what, I'm going to be as natural and raw and real. Right. And when, a, like, an artist or a celebrity, whoever, or even as a day-to-day -day customer, when they'll pull up, they'll just say, what do you think about this? And they'll be so gassed. They think it's an amazing piece. And I was like, nah, bro, it's not it. And they you, just, you'll give them the honesty. The honesty. And they love yeah. that. They love that fact that I was always real and authentic. And, like, it was just genuine. Like, I would even point them to something that's, like, let's say they want to go get a, a designer tee for, like, $300, but it's, like, a plain tee. Yeah. I will point them to direct them something that's cheaper that will serve the same purpose. And then they'll say to me... So like, all, all, also, like, functionality. Functionality. Yeah. So they'll say to me, like, wow, like, you really not trying to just get a sale. You're trying to make me look good that grew into like a friendship you know what i'm saying that helped my friendship my relationships grow 
that's that's amazing because it, it's it's definitely the way to go like from a, from an honest standpoint like when you show authenticity and when you show <laughs> you know that you're not there to make an extra 100 a commission or no. 200 a commission no. you're just out there to you know put the best product in their hands period bro and and get them to a place that they feel their best yeah right That's just, i mean because like you know simultaneously like the job is on you right so like even if i'm a sales associate i'm still considered like i'm the guy that put you on right i'm right. one that like when you leave my name is on you yeah, so that's I, true. So if I let you leave looking crazy, that's on me. Yeah. <laughs> so then they were like, when they when they come in the store, they're gonna see me like, oh, I gotta duck him. He's gonna he's gonna make me look crazy. Let me get this guy. <laughs> or or his boys are gonna be like, yo, he, he dresses this dude crazy. Yeah, exactly. Never gonna go back to him. Exactly. And I remember when we first started working together, you already had Merce in in full action right in a sense right mm -hmm. you, you already started creating merch right you already started uh kind of promoting it right. and and another thing i kind of learned about you was like when you when you're passionate about something you got to be able to sort of tell the world and be proud of it and you know live it breathe it it's kind of what i've done with this podcast at this Congrats point on that bro I'm proud thank of you. you brother thank for you for sure for sure but uh what are the origin stories like how did merce first start explain to everyone what was your inspiration on creating it because it's kind of transitioned from being only ready to wear to now having jewelry in right. it um and, and we'll talk about the jewelry in a little bit for but sure. uh what was your inspiration and how did it get started? Well, in general, obviously started with an idea, a thought, right? You know, what I'm saying yeah. started there, and um, like my like I always loved fashion, right, from the beginning, and I I always when I I always went out to events and so right, but I never really like wanted to really like look like everybody else. I never really wanted to dress like everybody else. So I just wanted to like have my own style. And a lot, at that, to be honest, like I couldn't even really afford all that designer stuff at the time. So I should just be in my house, mismatch, posh some stuff together, yeah, go to the events, and I would get more compliments on the things I made rather than the designer that I'm wearing to these events. That's crazy. You get what I'm love saying? That. I so love then, that. so when I realized, like, wow, like my pieces are hitting harder than like what these designers are doing. Maybe I'm just picking the wrong designer pieces, or maybe just is like maybe what I'm making is just that good. Yeah. I don't know, but only way I know if I try something. So what I did was put mm. a lot of effort into what I was making. And when I started to see it really take form, the idea started to really come alive, I started to now formulate like a business behind it, like prices, like your movement, creative ideas behind it, photo shoots, et cetera. And my ideas really started to like, what it was in my head started to really like, you know, form and come to life and people started really messing with it. So That's, that's awesome, man. What was like your first... Uh Piece. Like true piece that you were like super proud of. Super was, proud of. I like that one because I thought you were gonna say first piece in general. Because like, uh, well, you could also talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter e even if you have like some you know archive photos of something. <sighs> it's always good to see, but uh, something that you were super proud of that I'm, you were like, damn. I mean, I think you're, well, my first. I'm start with the first piece I'm proud of, and then we'll talk about the other stuff. But yeah. the first piece I was really proud of, to be honest, was uh, this box cut. Like, I don't know if you, you see Prada right now, how they have a lot of their box cut shirts where it's like, yep. like that. I designed something like that. This was in like 2017. Mm. It was a piece like that, cut, blocked, and it had um, Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. I, I actually think I remember that piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. That was a fire piece. So I designed that, and I've had that forever, bro. I, it's to the point where like every release, I'll just re-release it because mm -hmm. it just always did well. It was always something that people liked. Yeah. And that movie was a classic. Bro, I you know. That, right? it, it brings it brings like this nostalgia oh, for behind sure. it. You feel, for sure. you feel like you were in a certain time when watching it. So that when piece you... was very, even like Balvin, he picked up that piece as well. Mm. That was cool, you know? And and that was the the proudest moment. That was like, a proud piece. At, at that at, at that time. point. At that yeah. time, yeah. And and then what was like your worst piece? <laughs> <laughs> just or just something that you were like. I mean, I would. I just cannot say, believe you know like. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just say like the quality of what I was putting out at the time. Like it was like a sweatsuit I had designed, and I look back at it now. I think it was like 
you know, at the time I really couldn't afford to get it like cut and sold, so I kind of printed it. I think every like up and coming designer could relate because they've done yeah. it on Gildan or they've done it on like Jersey. Yeah. Quality. That's not the best. The moment you wash it, it's done. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? it'll, it'll fade away. It, 100%. So I used to make sweatsuits on that. At the time, though, I didn't really have much sales on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It'll go to a client and whatnot, and they'll just be like, yeah, it's cool. I love it. I'm like, nah, it's not it. Looking back at it today, because I cut and sold my pieces now, mm -hmm. it's not it at all. Like, those are the pieces for me. I, yeah, it's, it's crazy, because you see a certain, like, flow from when you first start, you know, creating something to, to like, later on, even six months down the road. Sure. You see this constant progression, and the things that you first started creating early on almost feel foreign sure. after after like a year from now. Even sometimes a few months, to be even honest. even a few months, yeah. And and it it gives you like that sense of accomplishment and also encouragement because yeah. you're like, damn, all right. That's where I was two months ago. Yeah. If I keep going at this, it's only going to multiply. Yeah. Like it's going to, the dividends are going to pay off, you yeah. know, and, and it's going to compound and yeah. it's going to become something so amazing. Yeah. And that, that, that's what that kind of reminds me of. Like when you think of like your first pieces and then your, your prouder pieces, it, it's crazy. So, so Merce was created from just a necessity yeah. of trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. Um, and like I just kept on going at it. You got what I'm saying? And I just over time build up an audience, build up a following, build up a cult following. Yeah, that was that was pretty insane to watch. <laughs> I think I remember when you when you and and obviously it was like early, early on, but I think you had like four thousand followers yeah. and I saw it over time grow and it was like you were just Pushing, Dude, pushing, like, pushing. That's what made me have to like step away from retail and really like focus on the brand because when I started to like, like how you said earlier, like with my clients, when I started to see that crowd of people really care about what I'm pushing out as far as my pieces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was just like, I was like, I said to myself, all right, you could really, it's either you're going to jump off this bridge and go full design mode, or you're just going to still do 50-50, whereas you're selling clothes like other designers' pieces and like giving 50% of your time to your pieces. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that's a very good point. Like at, at a certain point, you have to just go all in. Yeah. And like, it's a scary, like, you know, scary, but like, the, the loss in life is if you don't try. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So for me as a design, as a creative, as an artist, to get all my ideas out, 50% of it can't be put towards it. I have to give 100%. Mm. So that's what I ended up having to do. And when I did that, that's when Merce blossomed into what it is today. And I realized, like, our strong point was when we, like, you know, came up with the idea of the pearl necklace. Mm. And you, you transitioned beautifully into that. So, so just to give a little background to the audience, because right. uh, we're going to talk about the, the, the necklace. I think you have some bracelets, not with you, but you do some beautiful stuff. I have it on me, though. Oh, yeah, he does have it on. And we'll leave, we'll leave you know, links on the show notes and all. For sure. But uh, you had a full-blown collection, and then recently I've seen you had hoodies, you know, jackets, yeah. varsity jackets. Yeah. Even some jeans. Yep. I've seen some cargo pants. I've yep. seen all types of stuff. I think the only thing you haven't made is like probably some footwear, right? Not yet, but you know. Not yet. <laughs> but <laughs> Not it's yet. coming. It's coming, of course, of course. I mean, like, as a creative, like, it's endless, right? Sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I want to at least get to a point where I'm even doing furniture. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm I love doing, like, architecture. I'm just trying to really cut, like, grow this brand, this, like, idea of Merce to, like, its highest, you know, yeah, like, as big as it could be. And and what and does Merce stand for anything? Yes, it's an acronym for Make Everything Real Creative. Oof, <laughs> Make Everything Real Creative. I love that. Thank I you, love thank that. you. That's really what it is. Is Merce, you know, like it's easy to say, easy to get to, but when you get into the like essence of it, it's make everything real creative. It relates to all of us here, rather yeah. than just me, you, people behind the scenes. Everything is for everybody. A community, know? yeah. It's a community. That's why when like I say co following, that's what I mean. I mean whoever like believes that they could do, you're immersed. You know what I mean? That's amazing. That. That's amazing. And that and that's the way 
you you kind of figure out how to how to sort of collaborate for sure while you know obviously creating the things yourself yeah but then i feel like the collaboration part is when you see it on other people and they change the entire you know way of like what you thought it was gonna look like i mean you know what really made me know like merch was making making some noise when i seen like older people purchasing it Oh you know really? Saying? Like I get excited. What's the oldest motherfucker? Eighty-five? <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I, I think I seen the oldest person was like, like a like a seventy-year-old. Wow! And they wow. ordered the Black Obsidian right there. That's uh, pretty dope. Yeah, you know what I mean, they and that's that. that's insane. That's pretty amazing. Like this, just because you know this is an audio medium, so right. so we got to kind of explain this, but. It's it's like pearls, but almost like matted, right? Well, that right there is a black obsidian snowflake bead. That's not a pearl necklace. That one oh. is a black obsidian bead. So I started. This one's beautiful. So, though. thank you, brother. Appreciate it. But over uh, time, we started. We started off with pearls, and then like over time, we started to graduate into energy beads, mm. which is what that is. So a lot of times, I know the. So what kind of energy I get if I put this around my <laughs> neck right now? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot, a lot of healing energy, a lot of positive energy. I have a lot of that. Like, I'll leave it on the couch right now because I think sure. I'm going to cop this from you. Nah, for sure. It's beautiful. Sure. Yeah. Blessing, brother. I mean, like, you know, 14 karat gold, uh, 925 silver we use. Yeah, it's, it's um, crazy. If we use, crazy. like, any diamonds for the beautiful everyday consumers, like we use Sarasi crystals. And if it's a custom, we do real diamonds with a real jeweler. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and did you have to do some homework on this? I did. Like, how? <laughs> because no one, you know, just wakes out of bed and is like, I'm just going to create some jewelry. I think if there's a person that can right. do it, it's you. Bless, bless. Clearly, but this is, like, pretty advanced stuff, in my opinion. I, You know, I, I did buy some jewelry back in my day. You did, you did. I, I feel like this is really pretty. Thank you, brother. I mean, yeah, it's just about, like, so even pearls itself carry positive high energy and that's right. like the, the like embodiment of the, of my brand like you get what i'm saying it's always like my lifestyle is about that positive energy good energy like i store that i carry that and i when i design i create that and i hand it you get what i'm saying i hand it off so with the black it's obsidian it's beautiful thank yeah. you appreciate that but with the black obsidian it carries that energy and i have others as well i have like a jasper um these are all stones that like I don't know people who are into that. They carry it a lot of times in their purse, or they carry it in their pocket. Like like a big one though. Like right? a big one, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, was, I always like I even used to carry that. I call it the door stopper. <laughs> right, that, that's stop. like some if you you know your door's not, you just put it on the <laughs> edge of the door and you're chilling. A lot of but, times that's what it is because even a friend of mine was showing me like uh, her house and she had like a black obsidian, but she had a big one in her house and I was like. You do know, like, um, what would be so sick if you could, like, break that down and wear it. Mm-hmm. So that's what thing I, like, I, you know, idea came across. Like, yeah. How about I crush it and make it into a jewelry piece? So that's what I did. So now you carry. It was like the light bulb. Light bulb hit my head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's what basically it is. So you carry that energy that you, you know, you want, that good energy, that positive energy. You carry that. It's around your neck. So you wear it in style rather than just wearing a big old. Yeah, like, in your like rock, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I and I've seen it on everyone too. Like I've seen these necklaces. I'm not kidding you, on like at least fifty people. Fire. It's it's crazy. Really? And and obviously it's still in the beginning stages because when when did you first introduce this? Like two years ago? Am no, I, not at am all. I, I introduced Pearl in 2015. 2015. Okay, it was okay. even like a trend or anything. Like this was this was like a jump off the roof moment. For me. Wow. Because like when I did it, I didn't it wasn't traditional to see a man in pearls. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like the tradition of life is to see like a woman in pearl or elder older woman in pearls. Like an old lady with yeah. like a like a gray wig. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? On the Titanic. Ex- on the Titanic. Just, <laughs> <laughs> with, with a bunch of pearls on right, the Right, right. Yeah. And that's like the tradition. So I always thought, all right, they see pearls here. And they see skulls over here, and they see other charms like whatever over here. How about I take all of that and put it into one? Wow! And you could wear that for style. And as a male, you know, in fashion, there should be no rules in fashion. Yeah. Like 
even growing up in Harlem, I used to wear kilts in Harlem. Yeah, you know I, I feel like I saw you in a Tom Brown kilt. It's exactly. Yeah, Tom like, Brown kilt. Even when like, like, even like five years ago. You and know? even with Cameron, he used to wear pink a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. like, that was huge. Men, you know, they always say traditionally men not supposed to wear pink. So yeah. like, I always thought breaking the mold was like something I always did, you know, in fashion. So that's right. what created that essence of the Smurfs pearls. No, I love that. I love that. It's androgynous. It's something that, you know, it's not for male. It's not for female. It's for, it's not, it's for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And you you moved to California before the pandemic, right? Yeah. What did you say? Yeah. I mean, I call it a full move. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a full move. I mm -hmm. just call it a, a good stay. A know? good stay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you were, you were spending a lot of time out there. And is there anything that you've... Uh, kind of learned through being bicoastal. Yeah. Because I I feel like every time I go to a different city, even if it's still in the US, mm -hmm. obviously, I think that sometimes I, I learn to gain a, a new perspective. For sure. For in sure. some way, you know, like relax. Like cause sometimes in New York, mm -hmm. just to Fast you know, pace. kinda go into this, sometimes in New York you you're like just going, going, Fast going, pace. going. Yeah. yeah. It's Fast like pace. it's just if you could look, you just see people just moving fast yeah. pace. LA, LA is more slower paced. Um, definitely like a lot more spacious. A lot, you know, you could just walk on the street and not get bumped. You know, in New York, yeah. getting bumped if you're walking slow. You know what it's I mean? Very, it's very true, yeah. Um, but culturally, it's different for sure. Uh, it's more like uh, social out there. And New York is more like you kind of got to have your group of friends and stuff. It's like more that. clickish. More clickish, yeah, yeah, yeah. And LA is very more social. Like you're out there to like do a lot of networking for sure. It's big. I wouldn't say the whole Los Angeles is like that, but yeah, because there's there, there got to be some pockets that yeah, are probably yeah, a little yeah. clickish. Right, right, yeah, no, definitely clickish out there for sure. Like the West Hollywood world. Okay. Like very okay. clickish. Very, um, you know, very different than New York for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I one day want to move to california you know i want to really? live around a beach i went surfing one time Malibu style. and all of a sudden i think i'm a surfer so i'm like i'm gonna buy a beach house one day but like that i i like the the way that i feel when i'm over there yeah but i almost instantly miss new york 100 percent. like i'm talking about like 24 hours no literally i I'm, mean it's hard for me to like stay out there too long. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like shout outs to LA, shout outs to like what's, all those areas, shout outs to them. But New York, I'm a New Yorker for sure, and I just like the vibe, the essence of New York is like you can't beat it. You know yeah, what I'm saying it, it kind of it makes you, you know. Yeah, and and being a stylist, how how is the fashion? Because I I kind of feel like fashion in in the West Coast. It's completely different than in the in the East Coast. <laughs> it's like, and, and no shade either way. Nah, on nah, it ain't shade, but it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some wild boys out there, right? Dude, it's there, different. There's some, there's some dudes that be doing some wild things. <laughs> it's funny because I had a thought. I don't think I won't even say it. But it's just <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not trying to get canceled nah, from the I West mean, Coast. But I love the West Coast, but I mean, I could say like. They definitely, it's definitely a little bit, it's definitely different. Like, New York, we take fashion very serious. Yeah. Like, you got to bring your A game, even on your off day, it's got to be your best day. Yeah, yeah. And LA, like, a lot of times my, like, running uh, run to the stores could be, like, my best fit for most people out there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's very true. And, you know, obviously, we're not generalizing. No, not In any way. It's just like an area. It's an yeah. area, but... Yeah. The fashion is definitely. But you also you also dress to the nines. Like I feel like one time, like I hit you up and you were in a supermarket, and then I saw you like somehow you had to like go to work like really quickly. Like, but <laughs> but I remember you were like dressed to the nines, I and I was this. like, yeah. yo, he rolling up to the supermarket like <laughs> dressed to kill. Fashion is like is is a lifestyle for me. Yeah, it's not it's not a thing I do. It's, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. like my, I go to sleep in something that I feel good in. It's like a lifestyle. Like some people will wear like polo on their best day. I wear that to sleep. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No flex. Not trying to flex. It's just I live this. I wear I, to sleep. I think I wear just underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. But to obviously that. that's a little awkward. I feel. I think it. they're Calvin Klein. You know. But uh, still, still, you know, a lifestyle. Yeah, still yeah, a lifestyle. Yeah, still, I ain't wearing no polo. I'm wearing anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I like, I tend to think, 
that fashion and culture are very interconnected, right? Yeah, for sure. And when I think of culture, sometimes when I, like, for some reason bump into your page, right? Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is a fucking vibe. Vibe. For sure. Tell me, in your opinion, what culture means to you. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I feel like you're able to, like, capture that energy in a photo, in a in a place. You know, right. you're, you're able to, like, just almost like an artist, Bless. figure out how to, like, Catch that. give this energy out. Well, for me, you know, just when it comes to just, like, portraying my art, you know, especially growing up in Harlem, just being, like, natural, being grounded. Like, yeah. For me, I, I tend to, no matter where I am, I could be, you know, on a yacht, could be anywhere that's luxury, right, considered luxury. I want to give you the most authentic aesthetic of it. You get what I'm saying? So, like, if you see me in New York, I'll catch, like, you see the streets, right? Some people would not want to take a picture next to the garbage. I would. You know what mm. I'm saying? I appreciate that. I appreciate Speak more on that. Like, yeah. so, why, why, some pe why do you think some people in fashion don't want to do that? Well, because they kind of want to show you. Or not in fashion, but just in people general. in general. Well, because they want to show you the best of what they're doing, right? So, like, a lot of times they want to show you, like, yo, I'm in the best area. I'm doing great. For me, I want to show you what the place that where I'm at what it looks like naturally yeah because like in general because there's beauty in everything in its yeah. entirety in its entirety and it's full you know so that's for me it's culture having respect having care for where you are you get what I mean and like like I look at myself I embody culture you get what I'm saying I'm coming from Harlem coming from Jamaica you know if I go to LA like I was I, I'm aware of the surroundings and the, how the people operate out there yeah you get what I'm saying I don't just uh I don't go out there and sell a fake lifestyle. I go out there and live, be, be dom still, but respect what LA's about or mm -hmm. anywhere I travel. So yeah. that's kind of how I like to like portray my art with my photos, just show you like the realness of it. Cause I love that. I love what that. it is, you know? Yeah, I, th I think sometimes you could get caught up in, you know, in this industry and a few other industries, but you could get caught up in trying to like keep up with the Jones or, yeah. or feel like I heard... Not too long ago, I heard something like people were renting out, you know, the space of an airplane yeah. to just take a photo. Yeah, like the, the uh, it, like a private jet, yeah, yeah, like yeah. studio. And it was like 15 minutes, and I think you were paying like a couple of hundred dollars. And to me, that's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses. That's, yeah, that's like just trying to like create like this life that you could potentially get to yeah. if you just like... Stay true, you and know? if you and if you see like today, like a lot of the top people that you would consider top people, they're trying to come off more natural. Like mm. when you when you see a lot of fashion blog photos of like you know it's a Bella Hadid or so, she's walking New York City. You know she's catching a cab, like she's hopping into like a random car, like she's not taking the train. Take, yeah, they're taking the train. Like you want to show that even when Jay Balvin's in town, he takes the train. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you want to show that's like respecting culture. That's showing culture because like when you're in New York, that's what it is. Like, Bad Bunny in his Bad new Bunny. music video. Going in the cab, right? That was a music. That's music, but still, but, I'm but sure still, his day to yeah. day is like you know. Granted, you still have your luxury life you live, but respecting culture, showing culture is just going to a city or going to a country or whatever, and like having respect for what that place is about, rather than just showing like the lavishness of it all. Because like not every yeah. day is like that, you know. No, that's yeah, like almost like immersing yourself in whatever space you're in for sure and respecting like you said respecting that thing yeah for to, sure to its entirety yeah so so that makes a lot of sense cuz i think for for the longest time i was like i was like he's definitely being himself cuz i've seen i've seen <laughs> him for forever you yeah. know and He's always been this person. Like, For sure. Always. Like, I could catch you on an off day. I could catch you on a great day. But you're typically always that person, you know? And I feel like that's what makes my audience respect and support me. Because, like, you can relate. Yeah. Because 
I could be at a runway show, but I'm going to grab me a bacon, egg, and cheese off the block if I'm in New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I'm yeah. not going to be afraid to, like, I don't have to do a runway show and then go to, like, Cipriani or a luxury dinner just because. Like, nah, if I want to grab a quick meal and get me a bacon and cheese. I mean, but but wouldn't you wouldn't you agree that the bacon, egg, and cheese in New York it hits different? Oh, I mean, you can never. It's differently than any other place, right? I wouldn't even attempt another bacon, egg, and cheese <laughs> anywhere else. I, I got a bagel from... <laughs> I believe it was like West Hollywood, and I gotta not tell familiar, you, it was bro. a very terrible bagel. That's good. <laughs> was, they say it's in the water, though. They say something in the New York City <laughs> <Yeah>. tap water <laughs> makes for it some special. reason it makes it a little bit like so doughier. And I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. It's that extra like love, you know. That guy just yo, yo, ah, let me get a bacon, egg, and cheese. All right, bet, cool, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, slap it out, throw it out. And and in terms of the scene. Cause you're out there too. I've seen you, I've seen you at you know like places mm -hmm. like you know checking out the scene. Who has a better scene like in in general like out of LA? all yeah oh, or okay. out of all the places you've been? I mean it's so. different. You know New York. I like I like the New York scene especially recent because there's a lot of like I don't know if you've seen Brooklyn. Brooklyn is like. Yeah. Really lit right now. Yeah. A lot of underground scene, a lot of like ravey kind of vibe, a lot of like, you know, just turn, even with rap, just still like ravey kind of vibe. Everybody's in the crowd. A lot of LA's um, West Coast vibes, um, clubs, tables, mm -hmm. bottle service, fancy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Do, do you go to, because it closes at two, right? They close at two, but I think they just changed the rules to uh, four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah. Oh, thank God! Crazy. It's sleepy town. Sleepy at two o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it's sleepy town, but like, there's always private house parties and all that. That's true so, too. You know, yeah, like, you, yeah, you could go to like private places. Yeah, but those the houses over there are insane. Be, it's insane, but those house parties be burnt out respectfully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> respectful. <laughs> Anytime someone says respectful <laughs> after anything, they're going in. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And for from a creative process, how long does it typically take you to like create a full blown collection? Hmm. Like from when you first started to now like how how long does it usually take to like come up with these ideas because everyone has a different flow right right well you know what i mean for me for me specifically like yeah it doesn't stop so like as i finish a collection i'm still in process of making my new collection yeah you always yeah. got to be like yeah. six months ahead always almost, right? and like thing is i don't really follow the tradition of like all right this month this piece like i don't do that i kind of just like design and flow when it's ready when it's ready um, I do like to attack the fall winter season because in the fashion world, like that is when you like really show out. That's when you bring the heat. That's yeah. when you bring the heat. You, you got the like, outerwear pieces. Got the outerwear exactly. That's like when it really is that time to show out. But for me, necessarily when I when I do my pieces, uh, my collections, I mean, um, it doesn't really take me too long. You get what I'm saying? Because like, like I said, the idea doesn't stop. But I just cut it off at a certain point, mm -hmm. curate it to like a, a good enough capsule for the people. Put yeah. it out, and then I continue on my new idea for the next. Like right now, we're currently in. That's why I'm in New York for the whole summer because I'm working on my new collection that I'm dropping in like in the fall. That's amazing. I don't want to say the time, but yeah, dropping in the fall. As a creative, I've I figured out very quickly that when you put time, you know, when you put an actual date, whew, oh man, yeah, the heat's on. You the know? heat's so on. So you yeah. gotta, so you gotta make sure that you give yourself a little buffer sometimes, <laughs> right? Facts. I mean, I just. When it feels right, I drop. Exactly. Yeah. Especially now that I have an audience that just is like, they support me and they're waiting on our pieces each time we do a drop. So now I don't even have to like do a early drop in promo. I just, yo, God, we dropping tomorrow. Just get it. Yeah. Start turn up time. And yeah. They support me. You and, and you also have like a community of friends too that. Definitely. That, and I'm, pr I'm blessed that for definitely, that. Definitely, definitely support you. How, yeah. how have you met some of these people? Because I think. I think part of the reason that I wanted to have you on and other people like you on, which is people that have somehow found a way to get pretty connected through just organic conversation, you For know? Sure. And sometimes I think if you, if you grow up in these other states, you have like, you know, as an audience member or even myself, you have like these questions like, how do you meet these people? Yeah. How do you, you know, mm -hmm. how do you rub elbows with these people? What is like some advice you could give for so someone, you know, trying to like 
move to New York. Right. And figure out how to, like, have a connection, you know? Well, I'm going to speak for me first, and then I'm going to just, like, give you a general, like, for everybody. Well, for yeah. me, I'll say, like, just, I for me, it's probably just your universe. Like, the universe just put me around the right people to, like, meet the next. You get what I'm saying? Because, like, before I started at Barney's, I was working at, like, Starbucks. Like, mm. those two don't collaborate. They, they don't make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. But it just happened to work that way. That's the universe. That's not me. That's nothing like that. Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a great point. Cause you went like, I love that you're, you're able to like say that because most people would try to like bury the fact that they worked uh, at a Starbucks or I embrace and, it. And, and I've, I've said on this podcast, yeah. you know, when I was young, when I was like 16, 17, I worked at Baskin Robbins, right. or, you know, American Eagle or yeah, yeah. any of these places that, you know, in the, in the luxury world, someone might be like. Damn you! You work there, you know. I mean, we all start somewhere at the end of the day. Boom! That's about, that's key. You feel me? It's not about where you start, it's where you finish. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mic drop. <laughs> I don't give a fuck where I start. It's about where it's I'm about finish. to finish. Yeah, because look where I'm at now. So it's just because my hard work and my persistence got me here. Yeah. So like, I embrace where I started because like. Start from the bottom, now your head, type, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that for me, that's how it is. Um, but for your general person, just try to get out there and just be social. You know, be personable. Uh, don't be afraid of the moment. You know what I mean? Like, if you see a person, don't just like get intimidated. Don't be. Don't feel like that person is higher than you. Y'all the same. You know. That's key, though. That's key because sometimes you meet these people that you either admire yeah. or. They have this certain sense of like title Back. at a job. That's what I'm saying. And you get like, when you're first starting off yep. early on in your career, entry level job, you get like almost queasy talking course, to some of these of people. Yeah. And, and you look at them almost like on a higher playing field, on, like you put them on a yeah, pedestal. That's the thing. That's and what you feel. like, if someone would have shook me when I was younger and just been like, yo, dude. They shit and eat like everyone else, you know? Well, like I said, like I said earlier, maybe me growing up in like my surroundings of Jamaica where it wasn't like luxury was you know, poverty. And growing up in Harlem it wasn't really like beautiful. Every day I step out, see the trash, like I said, of culture, right? Yeah. So getting into the luxury feel, like I'm looking around at people same as me. Like, but the thing is when I go home, I gotta worry about like drug dealers, killers, maybe yeah. getting robbed, some shit like that. Yeah. So like why am I worried about a dude that just got a little iced out chain on or could afford, like, I got a black card. Like, that person doesn't intimidate me. Like, it's cool. Yeah. We the same people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's all, it's all about perspective. That's it. Yeah, because um, you're, you're like, well, I could either get, you know, killed or jumped, or I could just talk to this motherfucker with a chain on, that's you know? That's it. You know what I'm saying? So it's always like, so it's just about just believing in yourself, believing just like we all the same people. And when you realize that, that takes away all the fear that you could accomplish whatever you want to accomplish, speaking to anybody you want to, where you could get further, just believing, like, all right, we're the same. Boom. And that's always been my, like, steps to, to move forward, just believing that we're all equal, bro. We're the same. Yeah, and, and, and then once you, once you meet these people, right, you, you get into to almost like a flow state that you're yeah. just having an actual conversation, and then you quickly realize that they're surprised about some of the things that you're bringing up facts and facts. you're teaching them things too that was that's key what you just said teaching because a lot of times that helped grow my confidence also because like you said like I'll, I'll approach we'll speak we relate on something next thing you know they're intrigued on what my lifestyle is and i'm like damn bro you live in this mansion and all that but you're intrigued about what i got going on yeah that's the grounded aspect of life that's what comes in with my photos that's what comes in with me just giving you the reality of me yeah because like if i just sell you what you're living in how you're gonna believe anything i got going on you know yeah yeah because I, I think that the grass is always greener right mm -hmm. some people they you know either work in finance right making millions of dollars right. and all they want to do is be creative Exactly. And then you got the creatives sometimes that, you know, they're, they're kind of scraping through. Right. They're the cool ones. Right. And they have, they have everything that someone might, you know, think is amazing from like an outside perspective. 
But they're like, yo, I just want to have like eight houses, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then you got like NBA players that want to be artists. And yeah. then you got the artists that want to be the NBA players. Or the rappers that want to be yeah. ball players. Or the ball players want to be rappers. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's crazy. So so the grass is always greener. Always. And, and what I could say is if you want to be creative... Just go be creative. That's it. Just and, do. Yeah, and and don't be scared. Don't be scared. And like the only way you could take an L if you don't try. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because like trying is we all have to try to get somewhere. Like you know what I'm saying? yeah, if you gotta go up the block. You gotta get up out the bed and make that walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so try. That's it. And like even if you fail, keep going. Like because it's never really a fail. So it's never really an L. It's a lesson. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It, it is a lesson because you you realize that a lot of the fails that were originally fails yeah. in my life, I look at them now and I'm like, yo, why were you even upset? <laughs> like, you a, you a bitch, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, then, and then I look at that fail and then what it was able to like almost, it was almost able to like shift me to yeah. another path that led me to something greater. Well, that's the universe, bro. Yeah, that's let me open another door. Yeah. Because when I've failed, which has been quite a bit in my life, mm -hmm. um, I've always just fail. kept running. It was a lesson. It was a lesson, yeah. yeah it wasn't that. It was a lesson. I'm, I'm going to start using that, I'm, but I'm going to obviously give you credit. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm going to you out. But, <laughs> but yeah, it is a lesson because you, you realize that it is what it is. Yeah. Now move on. on Learn from that. And also learning from other people's mistakes. Learn from other people's mistakes. Um, definitely. I, I mean, this is another thing I want to put out there, too. Like, make sure you try to find a mentor, whether they're dead or alive. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, somebody who you look up to, somebody who inspires you and helps you just, like, you know, open that, your brain. That's the first time I've ever heard whether he's dead or alive. Facts. That's that's amazing. I mean, because their work, like... One of my people, like people always ask me, who inspires you? I say, nobody currently. But my Nobody currently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a world by my own. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's just like, right, because I'm in my, like, zone. You get what I'm saying? But, like, the world, like, life, like lifestyle inspires me. So, like, nobody, but lifestyle inspires me. Like, I step outside and I see, like, you know, a, a construction worker, like, doing this thing. I'm like, damn, like, that's his uniform, but... It's kind of cool. Like, kind of dripping yeah, out right like, now. I mean, like, how can I turn that into fashion? Like, you get what I'm saying? But, like, my inspirations come from, like, Tupac. Like, you know, like, people like that. Like, people that was, that's not alive currently. But um, his work is still alive. I could just go back and look at his archives. And that's my inspo that takes me into today's generation, into the world, and keep moving forward. You know? That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. And... And that's the first time I, I ever really thought of it that way, Fact. which is really cool because you, you get to see that even if there's nothing currently inspiring you, you could obviously go and check the archives. 100. Because like art, right? art lives forever. You get what I'm saying? That's why when I design, I don't, no, no shade to fast fashion. Shout out to y'all. Y'all do your thing, make your money. That's right. cool. But I'd rather make a piece that lives forever. Yeah, because I feel like when I'm dead and gone, not only will my kids and my family will have something that they could eat off of, but like the people who look up to me could have something that they could get inspired off of when they need inspo. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So like what Tupac did, like he, nobody knew he had that many music, that many songs already like pre-recorded, and he left, and he left us a legacy that we could look back on and be like, all right, great. Now we got something where a guy like me could look at and be like, I, I need inspo today. Boom, let me throw in that Tupac. Bow, I'm up. Let's get it. Yeah, and, and is that your uh, choice of music to <laughs> to create, or are you a, a mixture mix. of a lot of things? It's a mix. I mean, I'm I'm saying Pac right now, but like I love Kurt Cobain. He's a like go. I love his style. Like he's a fashion icon too. Like yeah, he he's, and he's pretty dripped out. Sometimes yeah. he looks a little crazy. Well, he looked right a little crazy. Well, but I mean, peep his style. He was wearing like skirts and dresses like back and then you know what i'm saying like, yeah off white this is oh, louis vuitton i think just did that on their runway show recently yeah so like yeah. the androgyny of fashion you know what i'm saying it, it seems like it's on. coming back right well i feel like it always was here it's just that men are becoming more bold to like get out there and fully do it like painting your nails or like doing makeup or like whatever because it's like i feel like the world this new generation is creating more of a balance of like everybody is just 
all-in-one, which has always been the essence of Merce. It's an all-in-one, all-inclusive brand. And I'm glad that Pearls is, like, carrying the, like, it's leading the front for the brand. Yeah. Because then when my new pieces that I'm designing come out, you would see, like, more of a, like, a mosh pit, a collaboration of everything. Yeah. And it would match the Pearls, whereas a whole collaboration of everything in one. Yeah, the, the Pearls, like, we have three different sets on the table right and they look very different and right. and it's like it, it's it's sort of like the same idea mm -hmm. but it doesn't look the same which is which is really cool he mix and matches like certain colors that actually you know go beautifully together right which well, which you know usually when i think of pearls i usually just think of like you know just white right Boom. Swipe pearls. Well, you know? you know, fresh water pearls, 925 silver, 14 karat gold. We use beautiful stones, onyx. We use gemstones. We use them all. Like, everything is a good mix of everything, you know? Um, right there, you have... To the black right? Black obsidian. Well, the middle is the black obsidian. Yeah. Uh, this one right here with the green stone in the center. That's our uh, DOA. This is so cool. It's like... It's a skull. Fire. Yeah, it's it's like it's pretty insane, and I I just feel like it, it sort of definitely goes with the collection because from time to time you do have skulls for sure. You do have things like like a little bit more. I I don't know if the proper term is like dark, right? But it, it kind of feels like has a little bit of edge to it. Edge, right. yes, yes. Well, I mean, you gotta understand like. If you really look up the de like the definition of skulls, it's it's life. It's not death. It considers, really like people's like how it's always been portrayed in life has always been like death, right? Because yeah, movies you see it in horror movies and whatnot, but like the true meaning behind it is life, rebirth. Wow, you get what I'm saying? So like that's why I incorporated in my in my prose, and I give you the balance once again because like make everything make everything real creative, all inclusive. There's a balance. You see a beautiful pearl necklace that's, you know, nice and shiny. Then I mix it with a skull. Then I put a heart on it. Then I put some stones on it. And then it just Grab becomes everything. a whole nother thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's a whole mosh pit of just beauty in general. Yeah. And for, because I, I feel like we're getting to the tail end of the the pod, obviously. We're going to wrap it, it up. It goes, it goes pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and you kind of got into some advice. But what, what would be something or three things, you know, one, two, or three things right. that you would like to, you know, leave anyone listening that is currently trying to, like, make that leap to, like, create their own collection or just, you know, move to New York or right. any, anything in general that could inspire them? Like, is there, is there anything that you wish was told to you? Good way to put that. I like that question. Um, if anything was told to me, it was just, you know, do your research, study, um, find inspiration, find a reason. Don't just, like, you know, you can have an idea, but act on that idea. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times when people ask, like, tell me, like, oh, I want to design, my first question is, why? Because I want to know, like, what's your, like, not why as in don't do it. Why as in, like, give me a real reason why rather than just the idea. Act on it. So if you have an idea, definitely act on it. Pursue your dream. Be you, authentic to you. Whatever your idea is, no matter how wild and crazy it is, yeah. just try it. Yeah. Because art is anything. Art is just abstract. You get what I'm saying? Like it's not. There's no rules to art, and that's why I chose that as a field for me. Because I'd rather be free thinking, uh, a real creative, and just put whatever comes to mind out there. Because like traditionally, what I make is not tradition, right? Right. But I'm breaking tradition. And the and the why is really important. The why is the why is most important. The, yeah, the why is almost like, I think ninety five percent of the battle. One hundred percent. And then the other five percent, obviously, you know, you can't really quantify it. It's right. not. It's not necessarily a, per, a percentage. Right. However, it definitely matters yeah. a whole lot more than fifty percent of why you're doing it because if people don't buy into that. They're not gonna buy into the rest of it, you know. No matter how, I mean, unless it's like really cool, <laughs> right? You know? <laughs> then, then you're good. <laughs> then yeah, do whatever the fuck you yeah, want, right? Yeah, you could win that way. But the why is definitely what I always lead with, 
and have that in your mind as a person that's want to get into creative field, move to New York, or just do anything. Think about your answer to what that why is going to be. Yeah. And um, that why will take you further than where you think you are. You get yeah. what I'm saying? I, I completely agree. And it, and it leads to longevity, too. That's what I'm saying. Because people will, like, stay on your side for a long time. For sure. For sure. They'll believe you. Like if, they, if they truly believe in the cause. Yeah. And is there, is there anything else that... Because that was, that, was, that was great. So appreciate that. I mean, know. just stay real. Stay true to you. And uh, don't switch up just because everybody else is. Like, follow your movement. Whatever your, the universe got planned out for you is going to be. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. just it. So, like... If, Oh, and another thing I want to add. Have a no man. You know what I'm saying? Have a no man. Not a yes man. Have a no man. So so I have someone that's like contradicting everything. <laughs> just like challenge. says no to everything. No, no, no. No, no. I know what you mean, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have yeah. someone that's not always saying yes. Yeah, because a yes man can steer you down the wrong path. You know what oh, saying? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can steer you down every wrong path. That's what I'm saying. Because a lot of times with your like cloud or your status... People are afraid to say no to you because, like, they could, they're afraid of losing that position that they have with you. Yeah. But you will want a person, you as the boss or leader, or however, you don't want that person to ever feel intimidated by you. You want that person to feel equal to you right, rather right, than, right. like, whatever field you're in. You get what I'm saying? Have respect for you, obviously, but equal yeah. to you. Whereas if you're doing an idea that's off or you're just off in general, mm-hmm. they'll tell you, oh, bro, you, you wild not right now. Chill. Yeah, like it's it's not hitting. It's not hitting. Like, let's get that right. So yeah. definitely have that on your side. Yeah, definitely have no man. For sure. I, I've never heard it called a no man. <laughs> I, I, I the, the way I've heard it is like, don't have yes man around you, but you're like, nah, have no man. That's it. Yeah, have that, a no man. That, that's great. Yeah. I, I, I do feel that it's also great to have... Um, those similar types of people in terms of like they're creating something else you're creating something i i also wanted to add that to it i think if you have similar you know thinking individuals in a room sometimes what's created is impeccable so that's that's definitely you know the way to go and always always think ownership also as in you know, accountability. Your, accountability. Be your own boss. Is what I like with me as my. We're running my brand. I run my own brand. You get what I'm saying? Like, be your own boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not always that easy. So yeah. I understand that. But just always think about that. Have that in the back of your mind. Like, I want to pursue to be my own boss. I want to own my own because there's enough room for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Not having a famine mentality, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like crabs in a bucket mentality. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That that's great for sure. So so where is there anything that's coming up before before we close out? Yeah. Um. So let let us know anything that's super exciting that's developing in your life. I got this sick uh, collection I'm putting out. It's mm-hmm. going to be really insane. It makes it make it's going to make a lot of sense. I don't know if you've been watching my Instagram, my story, anything. I kind of been saying a few sayings with my uh, post. Mm-hmm. About my brand and um, I have I have been watching closely, okay. so it will make sense come fall fashion. But uh, yeah, we got a big release coming out very soon. It's growing. It's just gonna be beautiful. So look out for that. That's great. That's great. And 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 when are you gonna move permanently back to New York? Anytime soon? I mean, putting I, you on the hot seat. <laughs> I consider myself living in New York currently. Still, I consider LA is just a quick pop in, pop out. Like, yeah. As much as I'm out there a lot, it's a lot of networking, it's a lot of just uh, business out there. But out here is where, like, you know, I mean, it's, like, I was planted out here, so I'm growing out here. You know. Mm. And, and and that's a beautiful thing. Where where can people find you? Because obviously, there's thousands of <laughs> listeners, almost almost up to a million. So let's get it. We're trying to figure out exactly where people where people can find you because you're. You're really dope. Follow you. you, Bless. you uh, give out a lot of great energy for sure. And people need to be able to find these pearls because honestly, I'm gonna buy a few after Let's this episode. Let's go. They're that pretty. I appreciate that, and it would make sense. Um, well, my website is mercechapter m e r c chapter dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tap into that. Check out our stuff. 
we have all our pros up there currently. We'll be updating the website in the fall with our new items, but currently we still got some heat up there. So amazing. Check that out. Uh, my Instagram, my Instagram, um, dom.mers. D-O-M D-O-M dot M-E-R-C. That's, oh. that's my handle. And if you want to catch the uh, brand's handle is Merc, M-E-R-C dot chapter is our brand page also. So that's the three ways you can find me. Other than that, just catch me in your local vibe spot on the rooftop there, or something. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Dom, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's always great seeing you. Bro. And your outfit did not disappoint <laughs> once again. <laughs> I appreciate that. I just want to say, man, I'm proud of you. Uh, the world came full circle for you, bro. Look at you. Like, we started on the eighth floor doing a podcast now. I'm very proud of you, and I respect you, bro. I always did. Like, I saw Thank you from the beginning when you got hired. I was like, dude, got a lot of personality, a lot of talent. So Thank I'm happy you, to see you doing your thing and thriving. I, I really appreciate that. That brings a lot of joy to me. Bless. And I love you, man. Bless. I'll talk to you soon. Bless. We, we'll, we'll have you right right back on anyways. Let's get so. it, bro. All right, brother. Talk to you after. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at the Buyers Club Pod. I hope I you guys really enjoyed the episode. We're happy to have you Driven in plus cars, it's like a rap star, it's nothing without